Kane is in the building. With Hollywood cold, I'm with Marley G, bro. Flying Holly Grow chicks to my Hollywood shows. And I wanna tell you something that you probably should know. This that slum dog millionaire Bollywood flowing up. Uh, my real friends never hearing from me. Fake friends write the wrong answers on the mirror for me. That's why I pick and choose. I don't get shit confused. DFA I got a small fam. circle. What is going on? Happy for you guys to join us for another piece of content on this here channel. channel. We're going to continue the conversation on the top 2021 NFL draft prospects. And tonight, we're going to be hitting on the quarterbacks. I'm excited for this conversation with Kevin because we really haven't had too much talk about the uh, about this quarterback class or any of these prospects. So I'm excited to see where you fall on these guys, Kevin, where, uh, where the disagreements are going to come from. Before we jump into it, make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel. We're going to have a bunch of new content coming out. Uh, if you're listening to this on podcast form, please hit us with a subscribe, rate and review, do all that for us. We really appreciate all the support we have been getting thus far. And we want to make sure we're uh, we're keeping a top of the list of, uh, of all the content that's going to be coming out and hitting us like a uh, the proverbial water hose here shortly. So, Kev, let's just jump right into it. Obviously, whenever we're talking about the quarterbacks for this class, we we have to start with the guy who has been proclaimed as as the next coming, the best prospect since the beginning of time, and that is Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. I know the the one thing that we have both talked about is with you know the, the best prospects since Andrew Luck. We've kind of looked at each other and just been like, okay, like I, I I guess it's just been repeated so many times that that's what everyone is talking about. What are your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence? Do you see that, you know, the, the next big prospect? Or are you a little bit lower on him? I mean, I see why everybody's excited about him, right? I mean, he's, he's played well throughout his entire career. I mean, he had, he broke out at age 19 and, you know, he had a 87.3 college QBR, 9.0 yards per attempt, but he's gotten better each year. And I think this year was kind of a litmus test for him because they, he lost so many pieces of the lost four, four offensive linemen. They lost T Higgins. Uh, Justin Ross. I mean, they, they lost a lot of a lot of talent on that offensive side of the football, and he still was able to put up mon- uh, really good numbers again, which which are obviously really good things. I mean, the guy has elite arm strength. He has very good. Mo- he's, he's he's mobile. I mean, he's not Lamar Jackson or anything like that, but he certainly can get outside the pocket and create for himself. All the things that we love to see in fantasy football these days, you know, for fantasy purposes. But to me, uh, there there were a few weaknesses when watching him. At times, he would lock on to his first read and it would throw to them no matter what. And I think he has some accuracy concerns that, that you know need to be cleaned up at the next level. But overall, like, yeah, I mean, he, he is a, an elite level prospect. He has been. He was the number one quarterback prospect coming out and uh, from high school by 24-7 and rivals. I think ESPN had him at number two. Uh, Justin Fields, they had at one. But yeah, I mean, he is the real deal. Don't get me, don't get it twisted whatsoever. But like, I, do I think he's the greatest quarterback prospect we've ever seen? No. Is, is, is he Andrew Luck? I don't know. I, I think he could, but like, like I think he could hit the hit, hit that kind of ceiling. But he, like, I think people have gotten like a little bit overzealous with him as well. Like, like I watch him. Like, yeah, I think he's gonna be really good, and I think he can be a great prospect. And he's likely a lock to go to Jacksonville. 
And I think that, that could be good for Jacksonville. We can be excited about DJ Chark again, right? Uh, so many times last year with DJ Chark, like uh, he was, I was pretty high on him. Actually, I think we did a throwdown video. Uh, I lost because you had DK Metcalf and I had DJ Chark. Uh, did not work out for me. But yeah, I see all the things that people like about him. But I don't know. I think some of the stuff is a little over the top with him. Like, yes, I think he is the best quarterback prospect in this class. Do I think that it's far and away he's the best quarterback prospect in this class? No. Um, I think there's some areas that some people are a little bit better than he is. And, but overall, I think overall, just the entire package, yes, he's the best quarterback prospect in this class. He's the best quarterback prospect we've ever seen. Get the fuck out of here with that. Yeah, just to, to add a couple more things, you were talking about how he was the, the number, one, number one ranked prospect coming in. And 24-7 also does something with like a composite score. And since 2000, he is the number six prospect overall coming into college so and the 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 fact that there's been that much hype surrounding him and the fact that you know since the day he stepped foot on uh on clemson's field he's just been putting up numbers and you know taking them to the to the playoffs to the finals and all that um i think he is the most well-rounded quarterback like there's to me like I don't necessarily think that there's anything that he is absolutely elite at, but there is nothing that like he is below average on either. He's he's above average at everything. Like you said, should be locked into to number one for Jacksonville. I personally am more excited for LaVisca Chenault and that offense with uh with Urban Meyer. The the one concern I will say with Jacksonville and something I did see on on his tape was you talked about and mentioned the the locking on to the to the first read. Something I think he struggled with as well was whenever he was under pressure, uh, and I think that comes from also locking on to his first read. And with Jacksonville's O line being in question, and you know who are they going to resign, who are they going to have going into twenty twenty one, that might be an issue with him, you know, kind of maybe getting off to a slow start. And then just in terms of he wasn't asked too much in that Clemson offense to really go through progressions and go through reads. And obviously that is not going to cut it at the NFL level. So I'm going to be curious and excited to see how quickly he catches on to that and whether he just comes out of the comes out of the gate firing week one or if it's a, if it's a little bit slower and it takes some time for him to learn. But if if you're in a super flex, don't overthink it. Trevor Lawrence 101 and just if you have the 101, take Trevor Lawrence and I think you can just move on from your day. The next guy to talk about here, if we're going to be going in order and kind of just the, the consensus rankings, and that's how we've been doing these past couple of videos. Number two would be Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State, obviously transferred from Georgia his freshman year. And actually, you know, not that I am salty but he did decommit from Penn State. That's where he originally was slated to go before he decommitted and went to Georgia. No sour grapes. I, I don't spend my time thinking about what could have been. But anyway, Justin Fields, what are, what are your, your thoughts on him? Because he's kind of someone that I, I went back and forth. I think he's locked in at number two, but like I, he has a bunch of like incredible flashes, and then he has like just some kind of like that was – pretty bad as well so curious to get your thoughts on fields i guess to start off just kind of give an overview of who he is uh six foot three 228 you know he's 22 years old 92.1 qbr which was 96 percentile 20 20.5 breakout age which was 58th percentile uh, he had a 10.4 average depth of target which was 12th in this class 709 deep yards which was 20th and 7.8 percent of his throws uh, or big throw rate uh 2019 he had completed 66.8% of his passes, 3,273 yards, 9.2 yards per attempt, 41 touchdowns, three picks, 
484 rushing yards. Now, last year, uh, obviously, it was a shortened season because of COVID. 69.9% completion percentage, which he improved there. 2,098 passing yards, 9.3 yards per attempt, so an improvement there. Uh, 22 touchdowns, 6 INTs, 383 rushing yards, and 5 touchdowns. So for me, looking at him, like he is deadly accurate at times. Like, like he can hit. When he is standing there from the pocket, uh, he can just just sling it with the best of them. He can make every throw on the field. He is dynamic as a runner. He really kind of feels like a little bit of like Cam Newton regard. He's not as big as Cam Newton is, but he kind of has some of that same, uh, you know, mobility. He can really, uh, you know, run with power uh, for a quarterback and he's consistently looking downfield. Some weaknesses I thought though, once he was moving out of the pocket and kind of running around trying to make throws, at times, his accuracy suffered a little bit whenever he was on the run. He wasn't as accurate of a passer with that. Uh, I think he won more from the pocket. And, you know, he didn't really have to make a whole lot of tight window throws, right? Like, he didn't have to do that. He only had 54 tight window completions uh, in his career. And so I think there are some things to, to mention about that. But Justin feels like, to me, like, he's in the same category for me. Like, to me, it's, it's, it's Trevor Lawrence. And then I think that you can have a conversation about Justin Fields Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. Like I think all of them are in the conversation for that next quarterback. And I think everybody's going to be a little bit different here. I don't think Justin Fields is going to go number two. It sounds like it's going to be the next guy we'll probably talk about, but I think there's a chance that he could go to somewhere like, like Carolina, which would be a really good fit to land in going to, you know, getting DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, Christian McCaffrey, you know, if the reports aren't true that they're going to do whatever they can to trade for Deshaun Watson, uh, perhaps maybe uh, Tennessee decides to, or Tennessee, uh, Houston, Maybe takes them there if they if they trade the sixth overall pick to Houston. I think that that could be a good landing spot or a landing spot as well for him. But you know, I, I think he's a dynamic player for sure. Surely, certainly showed tons of flashes and, and tons of upside. And but he also things to work on as well. I know there's the whole oh he played at Ohio State he can't you know he's we've never seen an Ohio State quarterback come out like that's fucking stupid. I'm so tired of hearing the, like those things. I, it's 2021 people. Let's not talk about that stuff anymore. Like, that stuff is ridiculous. Same thing when Pat Mahomes came out. Oh, he's a Big 12 quarterback. Like, those guys never work out. Those guys are never pan out. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, that worked out. So let's leave that stuff alone. That, that stuff is ridiculous, okay? But for overall, like, I think he's a really good prospect. Do I think he has the highest ceiling in this class? Not named Trevor Lawrence? No. But do I think that he can be, a, a you know, an excellent top 10 NFL quarterback? Yeah, I think that's in the range of outcome. Yeah, I really don't have too much else to add on top of what uh, what you were saying. Full disclosure, though, when it comes to watching quarterbacks, this is like my least knowledgeable position. So, like, whenever I... For, go ahead. I, I was going to say this for most people. Like, trying to analyze the quarterback position is the hardest position to analyze for anybody. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. It is the hardest position to analyze. Keep going. Yeah, I was just going to say, because there, there were certain times where his deep ball, like you were saying, there certain times he was literally just dropping it in buckets. And then there were other times I was seeing him throw to the sideline. He was like, he airmailed a couple. There was one particular game. I can't remember which one it was off the top of my head. But throws to the outside, like toward the sideline, just airmailing them. So, like, I don't know, is that a mechanics thing? Like, is it back foot, hips, something? You know what I mean? So, when it comes to the quarterback position, just full disclosure – we want to be honest with you guys. This is like my I, my least knowledgeable. I will say, though, I do think he could have a higher fantasy ceiling than Trevor Lawrence just because there are certain things that he could work on that he might be able to surpass Lawrence with. I think Lawrence is kind of just – he's a finished product. He kind of is what he is at this point. Again, damn good quarterback, really good quarterback. But I think because of the things that 
the improvements that Fields could make at the next level. I think he could have that. You were talking about the the highest ceiling in this class. I think he could fantasy wise have a higher ceiling than Trevor Lawrence. But at the at the top here, two guys definitely to be excited about. The next guy that we're going to move on to is Zach Wilson out of BYU. The whenever I started watching him, if you watch the differences in his 2019 to 2020 tape are night and day. Like he just looked like a completely different player. I know he had the off-season off-season shoulder surgery going into 2019, and I think he also had a hand procedure during the season as well. But he, like just his confidence and just how he was playing just looks completely different. That's something I always try to do is I try to find tape from previous years and then kind of progress through the the seasons if I can. And then also his statistical improvement from 2019 to 2020 was just bonkers as well. So in tw- he only attempted 17 more passes in his junior season, but he completed nearly 50 more passes, 1,300 more yards, 22 more touchdowns, and had six fewer picks. Um, so the, there, there's a lot to like with this guy. The the hype that I've been seeing, there's reports coming out now that apparently he is the QB1 on several teams' boards ahead of Trevor Lawrence and a bunch of people talking about his his accuracy. He, I thought he there were a lot of times where he struggled with his ball placement. Like there were times where his receivers were having to make adjustments, whether that was going across the middle, down the sideline. He was underthrowing uh, a bunch of his deep balls. But I, I do think that, you know, his his swagger, his moxie is definitely something that's going to get some NFL teams excited. I, I do like him, but I am not to the the level of hype that is going around with Zach Wilson right now. I see a twinkle in your eye. So I, I have a feeling of what's about to come. Tell me your thoughts on Wilson. Let's just start it off, right? So, I mean, Zach Wilson is, one, he looks like the – the typical quarterback that you see in a like a, a movie, the 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 evil quarterback that's on the other side, like just you know, like I don't know. Anyways, he's he's six foot three, two ten. Uh, he is twenty one, so that is an added bonus. He is not as old as some of these other guys that are coming out. Uh, he had an eighty eight point six QBR, which was ninety third percentile, eleven point zero yards per attempt, ninety seventh percentile, at nineteen point one breakout age, ten point nine average depth of target, which was fifteenth. Uh, 1,286 deep yards, which was third among all quarterbacks, 8.6% big throw rates, and 80.3 adjusted completion percentage, which was fourth among all, all quarterbacks among uh, FBS. You mentioned um, in 2020, he had uh, 3,700 passing yards, 73.4 uh, completion percentage, 33 touchdowns, three INTs, 254 rushing yards, and 10 rushing touchdowns. To me, his strengths are off the chart, right? Like uh, his his ability to throw off-platform, different arm angles, stuff that we've kind of started to see more and more from, like, or not more and more, but stuff we see from Pat Mahomes, from Matt Stafford, to have those abilities to be able to do those things to help you out. Um, He certainly has the athleticism. Again, he's not Lamar Jackson. He's not really even Deshaun Watson. But he he definitely has athleticism. He can get outside the pocket, and he can pick up yards on the ground with, you know, I think some of these other guys as well. Uh, I I also thought, I I didn't see the ball placement issues. I, I thought this dude just drops fucking dimes all over the place like he has the best deep ball accuracy of any quarterback in this class uh, to me he was just out there just like i said just dropping dimes in the bucket kobe every single time and um i i think his mechanics looked really good like he his his arm um his arm mechanics were 
were flawless to me this year. Um, no wasted movement or whatsoever in his windup. And, you know, like I said, but if you go back, and you, yes, you're right. If you go back to 2019, 2020, it's night and day different. I do think the the shoulder surgery probably had something to do with it, gaining confidence back in that. You know, he did he did have a hand injury and stuff like that. But this year, the dude just fucking balled. And he, to me, he he is my number two quarterback in this class. And I'm going to say this because, well, first let me say, the only things that I think that he does need to work on is uh, I think he's a little bit lazy with his footwork at times, and he he leans a little bit too much at times on his raw arm strength, which is something that we see a lot from Pat Mahomes. Like Pat Mahomes, that is something that he is guilty of a lot, right? Where where a lot of times that he just trusts his arm strength a little bit too much, and and will wind up with some with some lazy footwork at times. And I, to me, it's also really hard to gauge to, uh, as well how he'll perform under pressure because he played behind a great offensive line and the talent they were facing most weeks wasn't that great. So he had all day to throw. That I say that to lead me to say that. I remember going back whenever I, whenever Pat Mahomes was coming out, right? And I remember watching this dude and I'm like, I was in love with Pat Mahomes. Go, you know, reach out to the boys, you know, that I we used to do the shows with, Ryan, Ben Cummins, Matt, uh, Matt Dixon. You know, we used to do these shows back whenever he was coming out, right? And when I first started watching Pat Mahomes, I got fucking hyped. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's going to be fucking amazing. I don't give a shit about all the bullshit everybody was saying about him, that he's raw, that he's not going to be able to make it in the NFL. Like, I love Pat Mahomes. And I was praying the Chiefs would take him, even though the Chiefs had like the 28th, 29th pick. I knew it was going to be really hard. Well, the Chiefs traded up, got him. I actually sent out a tweet before the draft saying that John Dorsey had, you know, Pat Mahomes no matter what in his pocket. And then so when he was drafted, it was fucking amazing. Great moment on the show that we were live show we were doing. But I don't think that he's Patrick Mahomes, but I think that he could be Russell Wilson. And everything that Russell Wilson is elite at, which is his deep ball, uh, his, his, his ability to throw the deep ball, his ability to escape the pocket, his athleticism, Zach Wilson has all of those things. So do I think, I think that could be his ceiling, right? Like maybe that's a little bit too high, but I love, love, Zach Wilson, I think he is the number two quarterback in this class. Does he have a Does he have a floor? Absolutely. Could, could this have been a one year wonder type of thing? And we look back and be like, oh man, yes. But I, I I think the ceiling is absolutely there. I think he has the highest ceiling of anybody not named Trevor Lawrence. We're gonna need to cut this up and uh, and do like a Pat Mahomes counter. And every time you you mention make a Pat Mahomes reference, we make a. Well, we make he does. A- he he does a lot of things very similar to Pat Mahomes. Like 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 it, it's hard to deny when you're watching some of the stuff that he tries to do. His his getting out of the pocket and extending plays, you know, and throwing making throws that most quarterbacks wouldn't throwing across his body, throwing across the field. Those are all things that Pat Patrick Mahomes does a lot of right, and and so. But like I said, some of the stuff that he that he he does suffer from are same things that Patrick Mahomes suffers from. Is he Patrick Mahomes? No, I think it's ridiculous to try, and maybe it's even ridiculous for me to try to compare him to Russell Wilson when Russell Wilson's arguably the second or third best quarterback in the league, you know, and how, you know he's an absolute future Hall of Famer. So maybe it's a little bit high for me to praise him. That maybe maybe you know a, a better comp at least right now maybe is Baker Mayfield or somebody like that, right? Um, coming out or something like that. But I love Zach Wilson. And if you don't agree, get the fuck out. <laughs> That's what I think. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When I was reading, I was trying to find the, uh, like the injury information on him. And one of the articles I was reading called him the Mormon Manziel. And I just thought that was fucking hilarious. I thought that was super funny. Uh, the, real quick, before we move on to the guy who I think has the highest ceiling in this class, you were mentioning some of his footwork, and I think that also the the, the inconsistency there, and I think it also extends to his his pocket awareness. Like there were times where his pocket mobility was really good. You you know the the pocket would be collapsing, he would find his way and move into the seams and be able to make a play. But there were times where he would just hold on to the ball too much, and there were other times where like the pocket would be collapsing and he would literally just like stand there and take a sack. But again, just inconsistencies and kind of nitpicking that a little bit. I, and I thought his, uh, his ball placement was inconsistent as well, but he is a, he is a really fun watch, especially if you catch that 2020 tape. So moving on, we're going to start wrapping things up here. We have two more guys to get to. We're talking about our top five for the 2021 quarterback class. Like I alluded to the guy who I think has the highest ceiling, and also, make no doubt about it, the absolute lowest floor uh, in this class is Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. If when if we're talking about just pure arm talent, arm strength, I think he has the, like the craziest arm in this class. It, it is really like Josh Allen esque, just how easy he makes it look when he's throwing. You know, he had a couple of throws, literally sixty yards. And just a flick of the wrist, the the same way that Josh Allen looks. But again, make no doubt about it. There, he, he is raw. If he gets drafted somewhere, I would love to see him go somewhere and just sit for a year, just kind of to sit. You know, may, maybe somebody like a like the like the Falcons, maybe sit behind Matt Ryan. I think he could, he could do really well in a system like uh, like Arthur Smith's, where there's a lot of play action, a lot of bootleg. He was really good at that at North Dakota State. Uh, small sample size. I mean, he uh, he only had a hundred and no. I'm sorry. He only had 287 attempts in 2019, and that was over 16 games. The dude is just so much fun to watch. He can make throws at every level. He's not just a a deep ball, let it rip kind of guy. Really athletic as well. He can take off and run. But the thing I liked about him the most in terms of his running is he doesn't just like even though he has that ability. He's not going to just take off at the at the first sign of things not going right. He will stay in the pocket. He'll run when it's necessary, but that's not his first instinct. The the, the other things I like about him as well, even with that the arm strength that he has, he will take his checkdowns and the intermediate throws, sidelines, middle of the field. He can do it all. the The other big thing here to worry about you were talking about Zach Wilson, and you know he wasn't playing the best level of competition. Obviously, if we're talking about North Dakota State going up against, you know, Youngstown State and St. Mother Mary, Holy Trinity, like that, like that's always going to be uh, an issue there. So there are questions. There are things he has to clean up. He is a raw prospect. But in terms of just absolute ceiling, I think his ceiling is the highest because I think he's listed at like 6'4", 226. When you watch him, he, he can run. He can lay the hammer down. He will run over guys, you know, stiff arms, break out of tackles, all that. So just man, he he is he was by far my favorite watch. Kind of how you felt about Zach Wilson. That's how I felt about Trey Lance. But there there are questions, and like I said, highest floor, but also lowest ceiling. Absolutely. Highest ceiling, lower lowest floor. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. And, and like you mentioned, I mean, he was 72% adjusted completion percentage, 11.5 average at the target, which is great. Uh, 807 deep yards. But like you said, a lot of stuff that they did throw show up. You know, he has a monster arm. I mean, he's a guy, like you said, that is capable of th- tossing it 70 yards down the field with just a flick of his wrist. Like, he does have a very strong arm. And for me, though, like, I felt like I was watching, like, uh, a, a Taysom Hill with a better arm. Like, that, that's – and. I think some of that's due to the system that he ran because, you know, it's a run first offense at North Dakota state and that's what they're always looking to do. And so it, it felt like most throws that he did make were, were deep balls. And, and it's a little bit easier to do that whenever you're in a system that is a run first and teams are always expecting you to run and, you know, play action and stuff like that's a lot easier to, to pull off. And so like, I, I like Trey Lance too. Like I think Trey Lance has a, a pretty high ceiling. I don't think he has the highest ceiling in this class, but I think that once you compare, you know, he also had 1,100 rushing yards, which is insane. And it's like watching a tight end play quarterback, really, whenever you see him back there, right? And I think he's more athletic than Cam Newton is. And again, Cam Newton would probably be a good cop as a big, you know, that big physical quarterback that can run. But I think he's got a better arm than Cam Newton does, just a, you know, pure arm talent. But He's going to have to go somewhere, like you said, where he is. They're going to have to. They're they're going to have to uh, really want to work with him. And I, I do not think he should go to a system where he's going to be asked to step right in and start right away. It should be a year or two minimum, because he is extremely raw. He, I think he has very sloppy arm mechanics when just watching him and his throw. Like he he, um, which is going to get him into trouble at the next level. Whenever you're asking a quarterback to get the, get rid of the ball quickly, especially if you have a bad offensive line, you know. And I didn't think he had really great accuracy either. So, like, I think he has a lot of stuff to work on. But I think if he can go somewhere, like, I think a good spot for him actually would be if the, a team could – because I think we're going to end up seeing a team trade up that we're not expecting in the 20s to grab one of these quarterbacks. And I think Pittsburgh very well could be that team. And I think Pittsburgh could be a great landing spot for him. Let him sit behind Big Ben for at least this year. And he winds up in Pittsburgh and, you know, takes over the next year. I think that would be a great landing spot for him and a team that that could really, you know, use they need an infusion at quarterback. Most definitely Big Ben's gonna be back this year. It sounds like they're gonna ask him to take a pay cut with they're not paying him forty one million dollars this year, it ain't fucking happening. And so I think he probably takes a big pay cut. But I think a team that, that could trade up, much like Kansas City did, whenever they had Alex Smith, they traded up, got Pat Mahomes, sat him for a year behind behind Alex Smith and then let him come out the next year, where I think that would do wonders for Trey Lance as well. So you know, I, I'm excited about him. Do I? I do not like him as much as Zach Wilson. He would be fourth for me, but it'd be really close. It's really close between Wilson Fields and and Trey Lance for me. Trey Lance is is at the bottom of that tier just because he is kind of a project. But I think the tools are all there for him to be uh, take it to the next level. So yeah, I think that's kind of where he fits in for me. Uh, I think the last guy we have to talk about is not very exciting, at least for me. Uh, Mac Jones, right? Alabama quarterback. I mean, he crushed it in numbers department, right? Six foot three, 217 pounds, 96.1 QBR, which is 100th percentile, 11.2 yards per attempt at 22 breakout age, 1,355 deep yards, which is first in this class, 84.2 adjusted completion percentage, 8.2 average depth of target, which is 57. Uh, 591 of his yards came from screens, which is the second most in this class. 2020, 4,500 passing yards, 11.2 yards per attempt. 77.4 completion percentage, 41 touchdowns, four interceptions. Listen, the guy is deadly accurate in short to intermediate throws. That that ten to, that five to ten yard throw, like he is deadly accurate at. 
Um, he's really calm in the prop pocket. Doesn't really cr- crumble under pressure. He's playing in one of the best offenses we've ever seen with Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith and Najee Harris. And now we said a lot of the st- same stuff about jo- Joey Burrow last year, right? With Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Like we said all those same things about him. But I, Mac Jones is not Joe, Joe Burrow, okay? I think that he was more of a system quarterback. And uh, he has very, very, very average arm strength. He more often than not, you saw wide receivers have to slow up in the routes to try to come back to get the ball because he just doesn't have that elite arm strength. He is a dad back there. He has zero mobility. He offers nothing in the mobility department. And in this day and age, in this this NFL that we watch, that that's what we look for now. Like that's what these quarterbacks more and more. Like every year, we're seeing more and more of these quarterbacks. You have to have some level of athleticism to be able to move around. Right. And I'm gonna tell you right now, in fantasy football related, I will never fucking touch Mac Jones because he cannot run. And I that is not what I'm looking for in terms of dynasty or fan or you know, redraft, whatever it is. DFS, I don't give a shit. Like you have to have offer some some ability to be able to run. And Mac Jones offers none. So I think he's gonna be the fifth quarterback taken. I I've seen people think that he could go in the first round. I think it's possible there's enough teams that need quarterbacks that it, it wouldn't surprise me if he did, but I think he should be a second or third round pick. I am not high on him. I thought whenever he tried to get out of the pocket, um, oftentimes he would get tracked down because he has no mobility and teams were able to take him down. And he's, and he's playing behind one of the best pass, uh, one of the best offensive lines. And like I said, the weapons galore that were there, he's not Joey Burrow. And so I know there's a lot of people, you know, shout out Ray, uh, you know, Ray, Ray GQ, you know, loves him over Destination Debbie, loves him Smack Jones. Not me. Uh, I can't fuck with it. And I, I think you probably agree, but that's why I'm mad on Mac Jones. Yeah, we, we really don't have to spend too much more time on him. He Like, just, just not a guy I'm excited about. I, I think for NFL purposes, he, he's going to keep your offense on schedule, right? Like, uh, you know, like a, a Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith type. But, like, that's kind of where where it ends. Like, I'm just not all that excited about him. You know, you're talking about the all the weapons he had behind one of the best offensive lines in the country year in, year out. I will say one area that that I thought he uh, – that, that the numbers actually bear out for him in terms of, you know, just where he has a, a leg up on some of these other guys is his uh, numbers under pressure. So looking at PFF, this year among quarterbacks with at least 235 dropbacks, Jones ranked fifth in adjusted, in adjusted completion percentage – under pressure and uh you know trevor lawrence was actually 52nd fields was 26th and wilson was 29th in 2020 and then obviously in 2019 he was behind two it's hung up by low i didn't get that that much run so if you take the if you screen it low enough to allow for jones's dropbacks he had 160 so if you screen it at at that level he ranked 18th Fields would have been 12th, Lawrence was 30th, and uh, Wilson was 57th. So among that group of quarterbacks, he's been the most consistent in terms of his uh, his numbers under pressure. But still, we're, we're coming at this from a fantasy lens. He offers nothing in terms of athleticism and running. Not a guy I'm going to be excited about. Could he put up some QB1 weeks like a Kirk Cousins? Sure. But he's going to be much better left drafted as, you know, your QB 24, QB 26 than a guy you're going to want to spend, you know, even even like 10th, 11th round on him, to, to be completely honest. If, if he goes to a system like 
like San Francisco, where the quarterbacks aren't asked to do too much. I could see him, you know, having some success there, but still nothing that I'm going to be, I'm going to be super excited about or be seeking out for fantasy purposes. I, I think that he has, he has really, he has good pocket awareness. Like I think he's, he, he can move around in the pocket and stuff like that. But what, what I'm more referring to is, is when if something breaks down and him, him have to get out of the pocket and to be able to make something happen. He's just, that, that's not his game. That's not where you're going to see much from him, you know, and stuff like that. So that, that was my more issue with him, but overall, like, I'm just not excited about it. You know, some people, some people like those guys. Uh, I, it, this isn't 2010 anymore. Like this isn't the quarterback we want. We want the mobile quarterback. We want the uh, hashtag Lord Reeves Konami code uh, quarterbacks, right? Like that, that's what we're looking for. If you don't have that, if you don't offer that that upside, if it, like like a guy like even Pat Mahomes, like Pat Mahomes is certainly not a runner. Like that's not what you. But he has the ability to get outside the pocket to create and to be able to. You know, he's probably a guy that's going to get two, three hundred rushing yards somewhere in that range, um, stuff like that. Or you know, you can go all the way up to the Lamar Jackson level, but you don't have to be that guy. You could be Josh Allen. Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. There's a lot of these quarterbacks that can pick up yards on the ground. And in fantasy football, that's what we're looking for. That's what we need. Um, if you if you can't do that, no thanks. Yeah, he simply just isn't a, a quarterback who's going to make those off-script, off-schedule plays. And, and you need that at, at a bare minimum in today's NFL. So that is going to wrap up the 2021 quarterback talk. Hit us with a comment. Let us know, you know what you agreed with, what you disagreed with. Make sure you're subscribed and uh, st stop back next week whenever we're going to start breaking down these wide receivers. And that is something we will be super excited about the entire time. So until next time, for myself, for Kevin, thank you for checking out another TFA piece of content. We'll all talk to you soon.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.